indigenous music culture. Revolutions per minute. It's uh, something that's always been in the blood, that warrior mentality, and, and um, always on guard and ready for whatever needs to happen. Episode 9, Indigenous Rock. The heavy metal movement in the 80s was really kind of the way they looked, the way they dressed, a lot of their their characteristics came from indigenous people. Where do you think that comes from? There's a little bit of everything in it, you know, just um, a lot of people just curious, you know, a lot of curiosity about the native traditions, native ways, and just the way of life. You know, a lot of people are still uneducated. Um, about how Native, Native American people live, not only in the States, but, you know, in Canada and elsewhere and around the world. Um, just from where we're at, you know, and when we tour, I mean, we get a lot of people thinking we still live in teepees, and I'm like, yeah, we have direct TV in our teepees as well. Re -re -re Revolutions per minute. We get a lot of people thinking we still live in teepees, and I'm like, yeah, we have direct TV in our teepees as well. Episode 9, Indigenous Rock. Hey, my name is Oz12, coming to you from the RPM FM studios in the heart of Coast Salish Territories, also known as Vancouver, British Columbia. This is RPM. Indigenous Music Culture. When I was growing up, before hip-hop became the major influence in my life, rock, metal, and punk music were the sounds that were around me the most. From the Rolling Stones to Black Sabbath to my first concert ever of ACDC, the sounds of rock music have always been around. Music on Turtle Island isn't just drums, rattles or flutes anymore, but now includes a wide variety of tools including the electric guitar. And some people don't know this, but the world famous electric guitar distorted power chord actually was invented and first used by an indigenous man named Link Ray from the Lumbee tribe on his song called Rumble, hence his nickname, The Rumble Man. On episode 9 of RPM, we get loud. It's time to turn up the volume on indigenous rock music from metal to punk. We'll hear from three bands, Bloodline, The Johnnies, and Weaselhead. This is RPM. Let's get this revolution started, yo. Revolution 9. My name is Veronica Johnny. I'm the lead singer and uh, co-founder of The Johnnies uh, with my husband, Dave Johnny. I am Cree and Dene um, of the Northern uh, Alberta area, and my spirit name is Meadow Valley Woman. I've had grandmas come up after the show going, you know, I usually don't like your kind of music, but I really like you guys. And uh, I think it's the drums. It comes right down to the drums. Dave's drumming is, is really intense. It gets people's attention, and and then if you see us live, it's kind of um, something to see how quickly he plays the drums because you can't see his hands.
try to write simple songs that are fast, catchy, and anthemic. Stuff that, you know, it's kind of like if you listen to the lyrics, you're going to have a laugh, like um, in Daytime Dancer. It's an homage to the aging stripper who no longer dances, dances at night. She, she dances during the day and uh, it's very respectful and uh, just kind of hopefully makes people look at women doing that kind of a, of a profession in, in, a public, in a different light. And a lot of the music as well, we try to make it positive or positive messages. And especially around women, uh, because that's a big thing that I, I, I like to influence and uh, be a role model for women. I'm 42 years old, I wear leather pants, and I run around the stage screaming, playing electric guitar. I mean, I, I, I want to see more women doing that. More young women, but also more, more older women. You know, you're never too young to live your dream. Tell us what it was like to, to leave Fort Smith and when was the time you decided to go to Toronto to, to really boost your career? Well, we, we, we realized that we were driving like eight hours to go and play like one night, you know? Because you, you can easily saturate your market in such a small community and with such a specific kind of music. And we were finding that it was harder to find gigs and do it without, you know, flying across the country. Both Dave and I wanted to do something with this. We realized we, we had to go to a major center. So it really was uh, between, at the time, it was really between Vancouver and Toronto or Montreal for us. And uh, Dave from south of Toronto, uh, Kitchener-Waterloo area. And so we thought, okay, well, we've lived, you know, in an NWT with, and he's got to know my family, and we've lived here for several years, and so now let's go down south, and then that, that gave me an opportunity to get to know Dave's family, and right away, we, we got right into the Toronto scene, I was totally freaked out, I thought, oh no, you know, how are we going to do this, but, you know, Dave and I were both like, okay, we're going to really try to make, make something of this. I worked a day job for about a year once we moved to Toronto, but after that, basically, Dave worked and I worked on Johnny's, and literally that is how we seemed to do a lot in such a short period of time, it seemed, was because I was completely focused on just managing the Johnny's and, and, and being a performer and, you know, marketing and stuff like that, and that's a really difficult thing to do in this day and age. I'm sure you know it's not easy, and most musicians have to work a day job it's just way too difficult um, otherwise to make this your your whole life and you're really lucky if you get it to be your whole life as well there's not many of us that get to do music full-time and, and actually have enough make enough money but I'm really lucky because I have a hard-working man who's right there with me the whole way and both dedicated and focused on the same thing yeah the amazing indigenous rock and roll couple <laughs> yeah, thank you thank you Sometimes we feel like we haven't gone far enough and then we kind of look back and we go, wow, wow, we really did that. Oh my goodness. And like just the other day, I, I needed some inspiration. So on my desktop, on my laptop, I put a picture of us performing at Westfest this summer. And um, Thomas Clare came out in full regalia on the stage 
um, with his face painted. And uh, during our song called uh, Rockin' with the Dead, we, we always uh, dedicate that song when we play Rockin' with the Dead. We dedicate it to all the people who have walked before us and who are in the spirit world and all the people who are, uh, are to come from the spirit world and to be born into this world. And the song is actually about being up, up in your room, listening to records and realizing that, oh my goodness, this person that I'm listening to is has already passed to the spirit world. And that person, and oh my goodness, this whole band, and you know, just kind of realizing, wow, all these people that I just love and their music, they're, they're all on the other side now. And so that was the inspiration behind Rockin' with the Dead. And when Thomas Clare came out, and his, his spirit name is um, Starwalker, and he came out in full regalia, I was facing the audience, but I could tell that he was on stage just by the reaction of the audience. And he danced while we sang in the beautiful big sky. We were playing outside, and, and I put that picture on my desktop, on my computer, and Dave saw it, and he's like, wow, he's like, that's us, isn't it? He, he just couldn't believe it. He was just like, that's kind of thing, like, I would have had that poster on my wall when I was young, and he's like, and that's us. And he, he was like, just shocked almost, you know, because we don't really see ourselves like that. You know, we got to play West Fest. As, you know, we opened for Biff Naked, you know, and Thomas Clara came out in full regalia. Like, it was just like, I, I, I still get goosebumps. Those were the Johnnies and Rockin' with the Dead on RPM.FM. Indigenous music culture. Broadcasting across Turtle Island and around the world from Coast Salish territories. This is episode 9, Indigenous Rock. And my name is Oz12. Bye, well, I've been here since Nehi and I enjoy downtown. I'm considered home, the second home. Next, we'll turn from punk to progressive rock. And from Toronto, we head to Ottawa, home of the band Weaselhead. Their latest album is called A Residential School Story. I uh, play in the band Weaselhead. Um, I'm Ojibwe from the Dokeese First Nation in Ontario, and uh, I work for the Department of Canadian Heritage uh, when I'm not making music. I was reading about your latest release, A Residential School Story, which is your, your concept album, right? And it talks about you know, uh, living through this legacy of uh, Canadian Indian residential schools. Tell us a little bit about the, the process of making that. That one, we didn't really set out to do that, but um, I think as the song started happening, it just kind of came along. And of course, um, we have backgrounds, you know, with our parents. All of our parents have been through that and everything. So it's, it's always been kind of there. And, and as we made the, uh, 
started putting together the CD, the songs always seemed to have maybe a similar kind of feel or a similar subject matter to them. Now, at one point we just started, um, it was kind of interesting, we started interviewing uh, people, uh, asking them if they wanted to share some stories with us. Uh, you know, I was kind of uh, a little nervous about that, if they were going to really open up, you know, so I prepared some questions. I prepared a bunch of questions, you know, that I was going to ask them and let them talk, you know, and maybe use some of the information or some of the material, but um, I never really had to use all the questions because I just had to turn on the tape recorder and they would just start talking and they would just go on and on and on and it was really, uh, really kind of interesting how that happened. We, we all kind of have that in our background, you know, aunts, uncles, parents, the whole thing. Yeah, we're all still uh, we're all still living that era yet. We're all still living that legacy yet. Yeah, and I think the I think the important thing for us, you know, being I guess descendants of that is that um, this story in this album is a story, and it's it's probably a story that a lot of people can relate to, and and it's uh, you know very typical experiences I guess of what people have gone through, and then what's what happened later. And over the next, uh, you know, couple of generations, uh, and what some of the impacts were, and what some of the experiences were, we're not really, you know, condemning anything, or you know, just taking a huge stand or anything like that. We're just presenting a story of what people went through and how it affected their lives, and why people were how they were, and how some people tried to uh, resolve their own issues. A lot of the feedback we've got from this one. You know, people are saying that it, it plays like a movie when they listen to it, that they can visualize a lot of things. I guess it brings up a lot of things in a lot of people. is RPM Indigenous Music Culture Episode 9 Indigenous Rock 
name is Warren Anthony. I am uh, the vocalist and bassist for the band Bloodline. We are from Galveston. I think, you know, with us being Native itself, I mean, we're already naturally, you know, aggressive at people and already natural at, at um, you know, having these feelings of, of wanting to be out there and wanting to, you know, just, just get out and, and do stuff, you know, and it's not necessarily a, a negative thing, it's more of a positive thing. Um, it's uh, something that's always been in the blood, um, you know, coming down from that warrior mentality and, and um, always on guard and ready for whatever needs to happen, you know. We've been through so many things, so many hard times in life, and, and, and we yet you know, have stood our ground and stood, stayed as a people as one and, and never gave up. You know, we're still here, and, and after all, so long, and that's kind of how the music speaks for us. You know, it, you know when, we, when I write songs and write music, I think about like, stuff like that, stuff that comes from the heart, and I think metal music itself portrays it that way. We wanted to um, come up with a name that, you know, not only natives can relate to, but, you know, other people can relate to, too, because everybody has a bloodline, everybody has a backbone, everybody has, like, some point in time that they um, can relate to um, and, and have an ancestry. So we, we always talk about that and tell people, you know, be proud of who you are, no matter what culture you are, what race or what ethnicity um, you, may, you may come from. So that's, that's where the name came from and we didn't really want to ride the native train too much you know on on having like a, a you know just straight out native name and thinking like okay well these guys are just native and that's it you know we want to be able to be out there with the big boys too and, and show that you know that we are native you know but we can you know take it but the same time There's like a lot of talent within our reservation. Um, we're from uh, the Navajo Nation, and for us to get out of the reservation, outside the box, you know, it, it kind of put us in like a back to the bottom, you know, back to the bottom of you know, being nothing. We kind of built our way back up again. So we've we've seen so many things. We've dealt with a lot of different crazy stuff. I'm dealing with like KKK skinheads all the way down to like just you know hardcore you know Bible people and just misjudging who we are as, as what we're doing and um, thinking that, you know, we are just people that live in teepees that don't do anything and kind of drink and party all the time. But we're not like that, you know. They, once, once they see, like, the brown people in the crowd are actually the ones that are on stage that just totally rocked out, then they're, like, our best friends. And then they find out that we are good people, you know, that we don't get into all this stuff and stuff, and we actually, you know, go into our spirituality and our, our traditional ways and, and that we respect life and respect people. per minute. You're listening to Revolutions Per Minute, also known as RPM. This has been Episode 9, Indigenous Rock. I want to thank the three bands you heard on today's podcast, The Johnnies, Weaselhead, and Bloodline. And you can find more of their music on rpm.fm, and that's also where you'll find the latest and greatest in indigenous music in many genres and styles. Drop us a line at rpm.fm. 
and let us know what you think of the podcast or make a request. Maybe there's a musician that you'd like to hear featured on an upcoming episode of RPM. You can also hit us up at RPMFM on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. My name is Oz12. It's been great to be here with you, but I'm out. Peace. RPM.